Objectively, yes, we can experience God, but that doesn't mean we necessarily experienced him in the usual meaning of that. Like, I saw him, I heard him, my senses had some engagement with him. So, for example, you receive Holy Communion and you don't feel anything, you don't see anything, you don't hear anything. It's internally, there's no nice feelings, just blank in a desert, but you actually experience God. God connected with you and you can connect with him in those situations by faith. We know we know that stuff, okay? And, and faith needs to be the ground, the, the bedrock, the foundation on which we build, not emotional experiences or consolations uh, of God or, or kind of like putting them before the relationship based on, on faith. And you could say on, on fact, the fact of our faith. So the prophet Elijah, he's a great biblical example of, of a great saint who had these amazing experiences of God. So he's on Mount Carmel and he calls all of the prophets of Baal, all the, uh, the prophets of the false gods to have basically a big old showdown on Mount Carmel. And he says to, to all the people of Israel and to the prophets okay let's stop straddling the issue let's find out who the real god is so you uh, you know get your your sacrifice ready and call on your god and who and, and then i'll i'll call on my god and who whichever god answers with fire basically to consume the sacrifice by heavenly fire that's the true god the false prophets try nothing happens Elijah pours loads and loads and loads of water on it, just rub their nose in it. And then he calls upon God, just one guy against hundreds of other prophets. He calls on God and God burns the thing to a cinder, nothing left. So this amazing moment of triumph and God answering from heaven with fire, that's pretty impressive. He also very soon after that had this experience where he felt no presence of God. He was really, really felt desolate. He was being hunted and, and uh, the queen in the country was trying to kill him. And he has this experience on another mountain and uh, just praying, searching for God. And there's these four different manifestations, okay? So there's a fire, there's a huge wind, and there's an earthquake, the first three. But after each of these, it says in 1 Kings chapter 19 that God was not in the fire. God was not in the wind or the earthquake. And then it says there was a still, small voice or a whispering wind. It's really quiet, quiet, quiet thing. And it says that God was in that. Then Elijah got on his face and covered his head because he knew he was in the presence of God. Brothers and sisters, that's, that is typically the way God speaks. It's not in the big extravagant, oh, oh my gosh, you know, Jesus just appeared in my bedroom and there's angels everywhere. Wow, like that's not normal, okay? It sometimes happens. If it does, talk to your spiritual director. But for most of us, Jesus talks in the still, small voice. Jesus talks so quietly, most people miss him. So when God speaks to you quietly, when he gently touches your spirit in some way, do you notice it? Because if you'll be faithful with small things, Jesus says, he will trust you with great things. If you want a deeper experience of God, a deeper relationship with God, be faithful with the relationship you have with him right now. Don't despise it, but treasure it. And if God touches your soul even a little bit, then let's, let's, let's start to celebrate because it's the same God. He's just talking quietly. Like if you have a baby, the baby is like awake and moving around and, uh, and all that. It's the same baby as when it's asleep and quietly whispering on your shoulder when you're sleeping. And you can delight the same way and maybe even more 
when that baby is asleep, especially if it's a difficult baby. <laughs> and so too with God. What are the ways that uh, St. Ignatius says you can experience God's consolation, which is a way of experiencing God's presence? It's Him touching your soul. So tears, peace, joy, love. He especially talks about an increase of faith, hope, or love. Uh, really any of the fruit of the Spirit that you can find in Galatians 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, all of those ones. You will experience this in your soul. You'll experience an increase of it. St. Ignatius says about love that you'll be inflamed with love for God, but also with love for other people and for other things, but through God. So you'll, it'll be like a pure, good love. You can experience a great quiet. This is very much like peace, but a quieting of your soul. If your thoughts are always racing, your emotions are always racing, and then suddenly in prayer, and it's this quiet and this peace, you could cut it with a knife, as we say in Ireland. It's palpable and thick. You just want to sit in it. It's just beautiful. Sometimes if you walk into church, you just sit quietly. There's no one else around. You've experienced this. This is incredible peace. And you, it's not that you have to say anything to God. It's not that you have to start praying. Just sitting in that peace and what I recommend that you do when you're there is just enjoy it. St. Ignatius also says you can experience an interior joy that calls and attracts to heavenly things. So like spiritual stuff, God stuff. You want it, like to read the scriptures. You're like, oh my gosh. You just have this amazing attraction towards it. And my recommendation is you give in to that particular attraction and temptation, okay? It calls and attracts us to heavenly things, but also to the salvation of our soul. You want salvation more. You want God more. You want to pray more. And this is often how God will, will act upon our soul. He will affect our desires. And this can be part of how we hear him. But today, I'm just wanting to focus really on, on just experiencing him, that your desires shift, that the things you wanted, the worldly things that you're often chasing after in that, this time of prayer, this experience of God, they fade. They kind of lose their grip. And holy desires, good desires, the desires of the Spirit, St. Paul calls them in Galatians 5, these things increase and manifest, and we can feel them powerfully, and we can really long for them. So what do we do when we experience these things? So number one is to be attentive to them, because sometimes they start very, very subtly, and, and even before being attentive to listen for them. We need to be faithful to pursue God, not because we might get a gift like this or we might get consoled or we might have a vision, but because we want God in our life and, and he deserves our, our, our following and our listening. Be faithful in your prayer. Be available to him. Listen to him. Don't be so busy about your prayer that you forget to listen to him. He's the one you're trying to connect to. And then if he moves in your soul, if he gives you a joy or a peace or a shift, sudden freedom from something, a temptation or even an addiction you've been struggling with, it's just faded. Okay, just, just be there within that. Just rejoice in that. Thank him for that. But quietly, peacefully, enjoying his presence, enjoying his touch. This is when God, in consolation, this is when God takes you to himself and pours love into you in a, a tangible way, where you can experience. So let him love you. Let him spoil you. This isn't a bad thing. You don't have to be suspicious. You should be happy. Okay? Smile. <laughs> this happens to many, many, many of the saints. I'm sure all of them. That these, not the big stuff, the small stuff. St. Francis of Assisi, particularly, whenever he would feel even the slightest move of God touching his soul, he would stop whatever he was doing. 
So if he was with the brothers, they talk about it when he was walking to different places, if he was with some of the brothers and he felt God move in his soul, he would tell the brothers to go on and he would get off the road and just hide himself, climb into the ditch. He'd put his hood up so he could hide if, if he couldn't do anything else. But he would just get to a place where he could be alone with God and he would just enjoy God because he knew that this was an experience of God loving him and he desperately needed the love of God. It is the love of God that will change us, brothers and sisters. It's the love of God that transforms us. And not always, but sometimes he manifests it in a way we can tangibly feel. Don't spoil it. Don't miss it. Enjoy it. Drink deep until it's passed and then go about your business. And see if, you know, for yourself, you probably not living the same kind of life that St. Francis is, but is there ways that we can be attentive to this stuff? And then when it does come to, to, not, to not rush through it, just to wait on it, enjoy it, enjoy his presence and gently speak to him. And then if it passes, just, just to thank him. And what you will experience with these experiences of God, they will leave an afterglow in your soul. Not like the joys of the world that are only joyful, they only make you happy when they're happening and afterwards you feel hungry again and desperate again and you need more. The, the joys of the Holy Spirit, the joys, uh, the touch of God, they leave a sweetness that lasts. There's an afterglow that can last for days and days and days and if you are a good steward, if you, you look after them and you don't throw them away, rushing after the world again, these can actually last for weeks, uh, weeks on end in your soul. So there you go. It is possible to experience God. It is one of the most beautiful things on the earth to experience God. And you probably have already, but maybe you didn't realize it. So I'd invite you to be attentive in your prayer and to be very grateful when you feel any of this and to, you don't have to be suspicious of it. I hope this has been helpful. God bless you.